Yesterday we posted about Ruchi Sawyer, a company whose stock price has seemingly exploded by a whopping 9100% in just 5 months. So if you are looking to understand how all of this transpired, listen to this episode. What's happening with Ruchi Sawyer? Did you cover Ruchi Sawyer? Can you please talk about Ruchi Sawyer? Alright, we get it. Ruchi Sawyer is making headlines everywhere. The stock price has gone on a spectacular rally and nobody knows why. However, before we dive headfirst and try to work out this little mystery, perhaps it's prudent to gain some context. Ruchi Sawyer is one of the largest FMCG companies in this country. They process crude palm oil and turn it into refined oil. You've probably heard of the brand's new trailer, Sunrico Mahakosh. That's all Ruchi Sawyer. But the company has had a topsy-turvy journey this past decade. Back in October 2011 Indonesia raised export duty on crude palm oil. Ruchi Sawyer's input costs soared overnight since they imported most of their raw materials. Ideally, they should have been able to pass on this cost to their customers. However, there was one tiny problem. Indonesia had also cut export duty on refined edible oil the end product Ruchi Sawyer sold. So manufacturers had a very enticing alternative buy refined edible oil from Ruchi Sawyer or import from elsewhere. And since most manufacturers prioritize cost of procurement above all else, Ruchi Sawyer had no choice but to take a hit on margins. They kept competing with these cheap imports by bearing brunt of the burden themselves. Then their seed extraction business started failing. Droughts in many parts of India hit the oilseed industry. Ruchi Sawyer's manufacturing facilities were barely running at half capacity. Margins kept tumbling. It was bad and when you thought things couldn't get worse, they lost a fortune betting on castor seeds. Then they were in hot waters with their CBI. And soon after, the company's customers started bailing too. The final blow. Ruchi Soya made most of its money supplying refined edible oil to other consumer goods companies. However, in a bid to push sales, they offered very generous credit terms to their customers. Collecting cash became an afterthought and at the end of the day, they were left with the receivables to the tune of 5,000 crores. Receivables they simply couldn't retrieve. So they gave up and took a hit on their bottom line once again. Their debt burden spiraled out of control. And in late 2017, a couple of banks finally had had enough. They dragged Ruchi Sawyer to the bankruptcy court and the company was now there for the taking. Here's where things really get crazy. The lenders agreed to resolve the bankruptcy proceedings by selling Ruchi Sawyer to another FMCG company. Patanjali and Adani Wilmar were top contenders. Eventually, though, Patanjali won out. They acquired 99% of the company and settled approximately 4,000 CROREsi and dues. While this might look like an exorbitant sum, know that Ruchi Sawyer C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E-L-Y owed approximately 9,000 CROREs meaning the creditors only retrieved half their dues. The other half was, well, lost forever. But wait, we are not done yet. Putting up 4,000 ODD crores is no easy task and Patanjali did not have the resources to buy Ruchi Sawyer upfront. Instead, they put up around 1,000 crores on their own and borrowed the rest from the same banks that had sold Ruchi Soya. So technically the banks sell ANED out approximately 3,000 CROREstio Patanjali in a bid to retrieve 4,000 crores in dues from Ruchi Soya. Fascinating. But wait, there's more. Loans are often backed by collateral. Collateral that's usually worth something. So when Patanjali borrowed 3,000 crores, you'd expect them to put up something solid. Instead, they borrowed all this money by pledging Ruchi Sawyer shares as collateral. In fact, they pledged almost their entire shareholding, 99% of Ruchi Sawyer, in the process. 
Bottom line, they borrowed 3,000 crores using shares of a bankrupt company and banks complied because. Well, we don't know. Nonetheless, Ruchi Sawyer was all set to re-emerge under a new promoter group and take a stab at re-emerging from the void once again. The company relisted on the market back in the 27th of January 2020 shares that were pretty much worthless just a year ago began trading at 16.5. Perhaps people expected Ruchi Sawyer to turn the tide. But then in almost spectacular fashion, the company's stock price rallied by a whopping 9,100% from 16.5 to 1,500 in approximately 5 MONTHS. Ruchi Soya had defied all odds. A week ago, the company was worth 44,700 crores times. It's almost comical, to be honest. But then again, remember less than 1% of Ruchi Soya's shares are now trading on the open market. Very few people own these shares and if they could all act in unison they could keep buying and selling these shares at whatever value they deem fit. We're not saying that's what's happening. We're saying it's possible. So theoretically, a small coterie of traders could keep pumping the value of the company's stock and in turn, boost the value of Patanjali's shareholding. And then if Patanjali were to issue new shares, they could potentially sell at a premium. A very hefty premium in fact. After all, Regulations mandate Patanjali to reduce their shareholding to 90% in the next 12 months. So they'll have to start issuing new shares or offload existing ones soon enough. Also, that collateral backing Patanjali is approximately 3000 CROREA and it isn't looking all that bad now, is it? Anyhow, Ruchi Sawyer's story is far from over. Some have called this the greatest miracle of 2020. Others have called for an investigation into the rapid rise in the company's stock price. But no matter how you look at it, this is a story that's definitely worth talking about and now you know why.